0: um hey 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 what's up hey hey it's, hey. It's the future. Is out. It's not Fat Albert not Fat Albert. Neither of us are Albert, and neither of us are... eh, Maybe together we're fat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do you think Fat Albert's still fat? I think he's dead. Well, he was a cartoon character, so I guess he lives on in our imagination. Although there was that Fat Albert the department store on Broadway Mm -hmm. where we used to live, and that is dead because now it's a Chipotle Starbucks. Dude, I saw that. Yeah, I saw
1: that. Fucking crazy of yeah. course it's like a, a a a mixed unit of chipotle and starbucks yeah it's, in it's, the classic so tradition
0: fun. of the like um baskin robbins nathan's hot dogs like yeah kfc taco bell these classic sort of centaurs of fast food <laughs> um
1: what's it what's it what was the one that was like pizza there was a i think it was pizza Hut and kfc maybe or pizza like oh no yeah pizza and taco bell it. had one in my town in i my bet town yeah
0: baskin robbins is famous for being a little nasty freak, and <laughs> mixing it up with all the other ones. It's always Baskin Robbins and someone else, which I guess you know you want to get your dessert move, your your savory move. I, it's just some, I see the wisdom. That's true. Um, well, this is not case, a podcast about we're not talking, the yeah.
1: overlords of mixed use fast food, or maybe it could be if we wanted to. Well, that's but something, maybe what, something we'll go what's into. Our, in what's our process. podcast usually about, Jonah?
0: Well, yeah, it's the future is guys. We talk about um, sort of tech. And the way that the future, as it was promised to us in the sort of halcyon days of the early, you know, dot-com boom and the early internet and the rest, how that's sort of shaken out 20 years hence and how in many ways it's really not all it's cracked up to be. Um, but despite all of that, there are some fun and interesting little pinpricks of light that we try to, to touch on. But mostly, mostly it's, it's stuff that's bad. Um, and we have several things like that for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I guess we might just might as well just jump into it. Yeah. Uh, this was something we just <laughs> we were just talking about sort of last minute. But um uh this was a recent story about our old favorite uh our favorite stalking horse, Amazon. Mm. Um, and their new uh their new euphemism for employees, which is and get ready for like just a, a real a real banger of a, of a euphemism. <laughs> they call them now in their own like in their internal literature, like that they distribute to like new hires. No longer are you an employee of Amazon or an Amazon warehouse, but you're an in, an industrial athlete. <laughs> how do you feel about How do you feel about oh, being man. an industrial athlete?
1: Sign me up, dude.
0: Like when I think of an athlete, <laughs> I think of someone who's like insanely driven, motivated, waking up early to sort of like hone their body into like a, a fine tuned machine of performance to sort of pursue a passion. And then when I think of like going to work, I think of like, uh, you know, sort of sl- like sliding out of my bed to just do, uh, you know, what's required of me. Um, and not, you know, uh, doing calorie counting and, uh, <laughs> you know, suicides in the middle of the night in order to, uh, hone my body. Um, to be able to do it but you know amazon uh they seem to have a different point of view about it um so anyway yeah so industrial uh, athlete
1: that's up there with like sandwich artist from right? from subway <laughs> <you> remember that <laughs> honestly
0: though like i think there is more i think sandwich artist has more is is closer to the to the to the cusp. well actually i was gonna say it's more it's more accurate but uh you know, I think in a way they've sort of... Amazon is being strangely honest because <laughs> I'm reading here from this article in The Verge. Um, employees will walk up to 13... This is what Amazon tells their own employees in this pamphlet. They will walk up to 13 miles throughout the course of the day and burn an average of 400 calories an hour. That's like a, yeah. a shitload. Um, and in any case, uh, you know, part of, this, part of this sort of briefing material is, uh, tips on how not to become dehydrated, um, <laughs> specifically by keeping an eye on the color of your urine. Jesus um, Christ! it also suggests that employees buy shoes at the end of the day when their feet are swollen to avoid tightness and blisters. You know how, like, if you're like getting fit for like close fitting shoes, like in the afternoon, your feet are like a little bigger than in the morning. Cause you're on them all day. Yeah. Amazon is like, Hey, when your feet are like yeah swollen with blood and, and and weeping have your weeping sores are acting up that's the time to buy shoes because uh you know that's the external limit of what your feet are going to look like so uh, it
1: definitely never occurred to be like maybe we shouldn't have them work as long or strenuous instead no, it's in like way, it's push like, yourself baby well
0: listen because um so yeah it's 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 pretty dark that they're uh they're industrial athletes now um
1: I mean I guess like Especially, in a really in a really fucked up way it's like they're at least telling them yeah, what like, they're signing ready, up for bitch. more yeah. than like before.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh, in a really fucked up way. But Yeah, they're like, we're gonna be measuring your forty time. I mean this
1: came out like this is like last week, I think. Yeah, and like around week. the same time there was this big report that was like um basically just showing that two other comparable warehouse jobs, like Amazon has like much more Uh, much higher rates of injury Well, yeah, Um, and like there's been other things like this but yeah it does
0: in this article they do mention that you know the comparison um with being an athlete is this is a quote is a troubling euphemism for a company whose workers have almost double the amount of serious injuries as the rest of the warehousing industry right and who are reportedly often unable to take bathroom breaks which has been a whole thing right yeah Um, well so but you might think it's like you know it's all sort of one-sided. It's all uh, you know. It's all about performance. It's all about uh, making gains and uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of really reaching the cutting edge of warehouse work. But um, you know, they there's also you know, Amazon is also providing their employees times to sort of water their personal gardens uh, <laughs> in what are known as wellness chambers or oh, Amazon nice. booths. Okay. Um, this was a from this was from like a couple of weeks ago now. But uh, I don't know if you saw this. Like, yeah, they essentially installed, like, porta potties in the middle of the floor (laughs) that have, like, a little computer, like, a little um, desktop in them and, like, a fan where they can watch, um, (laughs) uh, essentially, like, calming videos, like, the type of video, like, the YouTube videos that you, like, leave on your computer when you have to leave your dog home alone that just, like, play, like, wind chimes and shit. (laughs) And you can go in there for like ten minutes instead of going to the bathroom, um, and like you know be calmed.
1: Well, presumably you wouldn't be able to make it to the bathroom because you don't have enough well, time Well, right.
0: Off. <laughs> so that's the thing. And like, yeah, the, my 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 first thought, of course, was the was the classic, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Futurama joke of the suicide booth right. <laughs> just on the street for twenty five cents. And I'm like, literally, this is what this is. So this is a quote from this vice article talking about it the zen booth or mindful practice room as it's called is part of a working well program amazon announced on may 17th according to an amazon press release working well that's by the way uh, one word with two <laughs> capital ws so you know it's just like it's great and like it was clearly workshop is a mix of physical and mental activities wellness exercises and healthy eating support meant to help them recharge and re-energize one of the working well initiatives is Amazon, which <laughs> guides employees through mindful practices in an individual interactive kiosks at buildings. Bear okay. in mind, again, this is literally a porta potty yeah. that has like a, a, a Dell desktop in it.
1: <laughs> For listeners, like, with like a please, video of, of please, go look video this up because, chimes.
0: like, it
1: it is like it it's. I don't know if they're like were purposely trying to make a meme out of themselves or if they're just this out of touch because it's it's so ridiculous it's it, like you said a porta potty in the middle of this warehouse with just like wellness room on it like <laughs> it's yeah, so, this so is another quote so from silly. some
0: some like lobotomized amazon apparatchik um who said <laughs> the zen booth is an interactive kiosk where you can navigate through a library of mental health and mindful practices to recharge the internal battery wow see okay but this Mac, is the I don't know about dude, you, doing- i don't Whenever I'm at work, like one of the key things that I'm missing is um, a library of mental health and mindful practices that I can uh, r- use to recharge my internal battery. But notice, so the that's internal... called going out and smoking a cigarette, right. or <laughs> like true. going and taking a dump and looking at your phone for ten at, for ten minutes at a minimum. I mean, that we, already exists.
1: We talked about this in another episode, but like it truly is like they they're 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 they're, they're, they're um, exposing themselves in that language there because it's like you truly think. Are treating these people like robots yeah, like, like my internal my internal yeah. battery like it's so the, the gig is so up like it's it's it, 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 we're bringing this up because it's so ridiculous and over top and very futures out but at the same time like um it's fucked up because there's there was a couple weeks ago um one of many like different reports that came out showing how how many injuries were happening at these warehouses, and there was a report that leaked from um now no longer ceo jeff bezos who was talking about it and he was like saying that he was very concerned especially because of like the labor the
0: our producer uh, our producer ray is once again uh trying to rip all of our audio equipment off the desk okay.
1: but like it was in the context of like the best alabama labor vote right. and he was like saying um, yeah, we hear we hear them, we hear the workers, um, we know that it's like really hard. And so what we should do is develop new technologies that um, can monitor the type of the work they're doing to um, to essentially like down to the minute see how much, how many how many minutes people are using specific muscle groups on so that they can see right when they get to the point of failure and then move them to a different job that uses different muscle groups so that they never like hurt themselves which is like such a fucking like That's
0: like literally treating s- people like livestock. Yeah, like, like such
1: <laughs> a such a fucked up like that like that's just not like you wouldn't think of that I wouldn't think of that that's like something is off in your brain to be like okay people are getting hurt
0: they're complaining so response like but think about it. There's no way <laughs> they're like- getting hurt in all of their body parts at the same time. <laughs> so if we just cycle what parts they're, you know, having stress fractures right. and like <laughs> having like slip discs and muscle strains, there's no- we could just be in a constant sort of like perfect uh, merry-go-round where like the moment one muscle group recovers, you know, it's 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 being launched right back into service. Dude, um,
1: it's so indicative of this like this like tech. And just like hyper capitalist approach of like the iteration and like fixed and min maxing shit. Yeah, and yeah. like that's like to such an extreme level where it's like, I, you know, I don't think it's even like cynical i think they like really buy into they this do, they're like they th- do. We, like this is a problem we fix it and like they <laughs> yeah they <laughs> this fix is it like- in the most narrow sense right. i mean yeah. this is what it
0: is it's so amazing like you literally put a porta potty <laughs> in the middle of the fucking workspace where like and lord knows when you're even supposed to use it given that you can't even go to the bathroom but you go in there and like listen to wind chimes and like have a fan have one of those little spritzer fans blow on your face and like there we go like the one and the zero have been rectified like the 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 whole is of mental health and are like deeply distressed and like physically and mentally uh imperiled employees like oh, we have a booth like <laughs> that's one-to-one it's done uh-huh. it's game over um it's deeply fucked up and it's amazing yeah like you said that they're like putting this shit out as the as if it were like a pr boon to them um and i'm pretty sure when they tweeted about these the the, the suicide booths they immediately like within like a couple hours like deleted the tweet because people were like what the fuck which goes to show that they literally the people who work for them are like actually so just like through the looking glass on this shit that like they don't even know that this shit scans as like demonic to any normal person
1: yeah well because they're not normal fucking people i mean yeah i I mean mean, that's i think like that's probably how like that mindset is how you get to like fucking doing the shit they do but when it comes down to like unlike other companies like tech companies i guess like amazon has works with real human people you know like you can you can get away with some of this like really disgusting just like fucking techno optimist mindset if you're working at like i don't know a software company and like right, everyone's right. just an engineer but like they're they're like ones and zeros are fucking flesh robots you know yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: yeah dude it's fucked up um yeah, I don't think it's it's funny that, that they're like trying to redress the issue and just like make it clearly. It's just yeah. like so pales in comparison to the to the problem. But Dude, um, there
1: is no. I mean, it's it's not. It's obviously not funny. But it is like as like a journalist. We've said this the last time. Amazon is the gift that just continues to give. Like, yeah, like, they can't <laughs>
0: stop. They can't stop just like dunking on themselves in a way. But again, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter. Um, they're worth
1: more than they've been in the history of their company.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they plug they pl- they they perform uh, several vital services at this point. Um, but uh, they're not the only ones. Um, we have also on the docket today. Uh, do you want to talk about... Well, do you want to talk about Apple? Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, Amazon is really the naughty boy of, uh, of, of, of Silicon Valley in so far as they are, uh, you know you know, introducing proprietary cattle prods to be used <laughs> upon their employees and, and, and all the rest. But Apple sort of like they're very good at like staying above the fray, you know what I mean? Like they've dodged most of it, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, like I right. feel like the last big thing was when it came out that there were like nets installed on their Foxconn factories in right. China to keep people from killing themselves <laughs> by launching themselves out the <laughs> window. And little. that was certainly like that certainly ruffled their feathers a little bit. But I think they really clamped down on like any negative PR since then. Well, Um, especially, like, in the context of, like, sorry, but, like, just, like, with, I don't know, like, they're
1: the big, like, privacy company now, and, like, especially in the context of, like, all the shit that's come out about, like, Facebook and these companies who are just, like, so just gremlin-y bad with, like, your privacy, like, now Apple has, like, leaned into the whole, like you know like they don't sell your data they're more they've like they're more well, like focus on encryption all this I'm type of stuff I'm curious so yeah
0: I want to talk I want to ask you more about because yeah I feel like they really made a, made that name for themselves back the other year it was it was the San Bernardino mm-hmm. sh- the, the sort of Bonnie and Clyde of Islamic terrorism <laughs> that like husband and wife team who like massacred all those people in Southern California and then they had an iPhone and the right. FBI like was asking Apple to but to you know to bust into it for them. Yeah, given and, the encryption key was the thing, right? And they refused to do so. Yeah, um, which I think you know, ha- I don't. I think it had the. V- I think they probably had very cynical reasons for 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 not doing that. Um, in terms of just like setting a precedent um, of compromising their their sort of hard one, and a lot of R and D has gone into their encryption, and and I think it, you know, the the you know, they trade on their reputation of, like, encryption, like, any... and of being a secure, sort of, like, a a sealed vault. Um, And if, like, they just cave to the FBI, then, okay, sort of, the jig is up. Right. But it really won them, like, a lot of PR, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and good, like, you know, trust with people. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I definitely... Like, I... There's definitely... It's definitely cynical, but at the same time, it's, like, I do hold... Like, there's still one of the richest companies in the world and so they commit a bunch of problems which we're about to go into but i still hold them to a higher standard than like facebook right yeah i mean the fact that they the the fact
0: that that they like they put the san bernardino shooters up to it in order to create this pr coup for themselves (laughs) is problematic but it does show that like their priorities are in the right spot (laughs) you know what i mean jokes fellas jokes no uh listen google it um (laughs) But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Although, I did just come up with that, but maybe it's true. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, but why are we talking about it? Why are we talking about it? Yeah, so basically, yeah, they have sort of held themselves above the fray as a sort of vaunted... I mean, primarily, they traffic in hardware, which I think helps. Like, they're not in the, the ooey-gooey, the, the, the swamp of software bullshit they're not as ba- much. They don't make,
1: they're not making money off of ads,
0: right? right? The, right. This is a big thing. Well, Mac, are you, yeah, so... Yeah, I think you have a much better understanding of how how they how they sort of operate. But as I understand it, I mean, the reason this is sort of in the news is that uh, it's basically come out that they've basically um, sort of recanted and walked back or, or reneged on a lot of their, their image to the extent that they ever really promised to do anything in the first place vis-a-vis security in order to deal with China. Right. Um, because obviously the restrictions on privacy and encryption in China are much more stringent than here in the us in terms of what you as a consumer can expect in terms of your personal privacy and the privacy of your data right and Apple obviously China's is a, a massive market that they want to tap tap into um, and in order to do so they've basically just been like, you know, you know they've dropped their drawers for a uh, yeah for Xi Jinping <laughs> in the way sure. that they wouldn't do for the FBI I for,
1: yeah I mean this is this is like the, the news was like a couple weeks ago or, um, or last week that they had their big developer conference and it was all like like it, the privacy was the whole thing right it was like really doubling down leading into it and they announced a whole bunch of shit one of the things
0: they've already taken Facebook to task right oh like,
1: dude yeah I mean that's like it's like a whole little like like tech bro war between like those two, yeah, you know, a
0: lot of Patagonia <laughs> yeah. being shredded. yeah, Shredded by gunfire.
1: But like during that conference, like one of the things they announced is this thing called, um, I forget the name, but the name's not important. Essentially what it does is, is it's, it acts like a VPN. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be included in like in I- iPhones and iPads and shit. Um, but, um, they then said they weren't going to roll it out in China because VPNs are legal there, right. technically, even though though people, like a lot, people, used, yeah, a lot like of people, yeah, a lot of people use them. people, right? Yeah, I mean, there's like some but there's illegal, yeah. some stat that like I think like almost a third of Chinese people use VPNs. Right. But anyway, but they said like um, they weren't going to use it, they weren't going to do it, and it's this came on the heels of like there was a big investigation a few weeks ago that basically just went into detail about how like um, one the biggest thing was that Apple. Normally hosts their uh, encryption keys for um, their users' data, like um, in the U.S. and like outside of like like where they can't touch it. But it, in the China case, um, for people who users based out of China, the government asked them to host them on Chinese servers um, and essentially give the government the key. Um, and they gave into that um and they've also like working with the government to um to take down apps like to preliminary like to to take down apps before they ever go up Mm -hmm. um just based off of like if they're violating um chinese censorship laws essentially um so the big thing of it is like apple is is like this is their thing it's like we're privacy 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 and like they're leaning into it and putting everything into this but then in China which is like expected to be probably their largest market in the near future none of that applies like and so like of what are we do- what are we doing here it's like a tale of two apples you know like it's- yes
0: and i and my my well okay so as as interesting background on this and this was something I, I found out i feel like i found out a little while ago but it really was really surprising to me right which was that the gl- like global market share of mobile operating systems is dramatically tilted in favor of Android. Sure. For instance, so taking worldwide the people who use phones, 73% are on Android. Right. And only 26% use iOS. Yeah. So that's like... Effectively, one quarter of all smartphones. I mean, because in the United States, like Apple is absolutely hegemonic. Like, I feel like it's probably more than fifty percent of people are on iPhone in this country. It's
1: less than that, but yeah, you're right. But the thing is, but on iOS, right? Only app, only Apple's on. Only iPhones are on iOS, but Android right. is, like, all, like well, all, yeah, all, exactly. all any, many, like many, many different, many different things. Yeah, yeah, Google
0: good. Pixel and Samsung and all the rest.
1: And Apple, are, like, is a luxury product. Like, we don't think of it that way in the U.S. because, like, people, they're common. But in other countries, like, it's a luxury true, to have, yeah. to have That's true. Apple f- products, you know? But
0: that also means that it's a major growth market mm-hmm. for Apple. Like for sure. In China, for, sure. for instance, or in, in, in Asia, like... The number of people who they can convert into Apple users is effectively unlimited. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I'm looking now, um, 83% of, of, of Asian smartphone users are using Android, and yeah. only 16% use iOS. So, that's like a, a huge fucking incentive for them to sort of you know bust in and, and 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 get involved and obviously in order to do that they're probably going to need to compre- i mean but that's a thing like and this is why this is this shouldn't come across a scandal it's like because none of their privacy is none of that is coming out of a point of of principle i mean it's it's all i mean to the extent that it is a, a principled matter in the united states it's the degree to which they don't want to sort of give over any any autonomy or, or or have to be beholden to the united states or like any security state that wants to like bust into their internal sort of uh moving and shaking um i don't to, know to because because then they do do that in other countries
1: i mean i i hear what you're saying well,
0: they do but, uh, so, but, but i mean do you think that they're doing it of some like principle well that's
1: what that's what i was just saying is that like I mean, i'm i'm less like cynical in the sense that yes i think it is like self-serving absolutely But I don't really have a doubt that, like, Tim Cook and the people at Apple do, like, have, like, like privacy privacy the same way that, like, I have no doubt that Mark Zuckerberg thinks that, like, connecting people on social media is a good thing. But it's kind of irrelevant because, like, it's what matters more is that, like, Apple's in a position now where that happens to be a profitable venture, right? Like, the U.S. and, like, Europe... People are moving like more people want privacy for many different reasons, and so that's good for them It doesn't really matter if they if they're genuine about it you know what I mean like that's a, it's besides the point to a, I to mean a it is it. beside
0: the point you're right, and it does seem like they're absolutely uh you know certainly throwing any scruples to the wind as far as uh penetrating the Chinese market goes um
1: it, it just like i mean the thing is that like, it, like with that well, of course it should it should make if that is the case, then it should sort of bring down this illusion in like the u.s that like apple cares
0: right because i'm curious how widespread that even is though like people i feel like people who don't really pay attention to this probably don't differentiate very much that's a good point i mean mean? it's,
1: it's definitely that's a good point i mean it's definitely in the press right there's like i was talking to my editor about this recently and like There's always, like, a need to, like, create this, like, the bad guy and the good guy. Um, You see this with, like, all sorts of things. And, like and you know, all the big, like, ad-based companies like Google and Facebook, they're the clear bad guys. But in order for this, like, sort of, you know, mirage to work, somebody then has to be the good guy. And, like, a bunch of people decided, willingly or unwillingly, that Apple was going to be that good guy. But it's, like... But this is why that's missing so are like, much. like some so of much the shit, most
0: though. are like led around by the fucking nose compared to like I mean yeah your average person doesn't really know shit but at least they're not like haven't got themselves twisted into yeah. pretzels thinking that like Apple is the good guy or right. like for that matter that like Joe Biden is like a fucking good guy or like all right. the rest. I mean it's just like yeah when you get like yeah you buy you you sort of become in uh pot committed to these narratives that are absolutely like fucking ridiculous like Manichaean thing of like oh well if there's a bad guy there must be a good guy in the right. scene and not that like everyone is sort of so it's just like a it's just sort of a gang of thieves yeah that well that's the thing jockeying because if you if you <laughs> if you, if you, you submit
1: that there is no good guy then you're like oh maybe this whole apparatus is yeah like, or, yeah <laughs> what am i doing yeah <laughs> like who yeah who's
0: paying my bill yeah it's a very interesting question um anyway I guess that's it. Is interesting. Well, okay. Um, let's 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 keep flitting along. Keep then. on fluttering. Keep on fluttering, baby, like the beautiful butterflies that we are. Well, yes. So yeah, you know, there's no good guys. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bad guys out there, but thankfully, we have. There are three little letters protecting us from the worst criminals. Um, KGB. Uh, almost um, effectively. KFC. It, well. They're protecting us from uh, bland <laughs> bland dining experiences. Wait, can, but d- can
1: I get one more try? Yeah, what is it? Um,
0: Come on, you got this.
1: ATM? No,
0: FBI, FBI, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation folks, they're back in the news because they've had a big, a slam dunk, dude, um, a pretty big coup recently um, as part of something called Operation Trojan Shield. Um So, this was in the news like uh, relatively recently. Um, And basically, uh, bullet points are that a FBI led team with like 17 different countries and their like sort of FBI equivalents Mm -hmm. essentially created this massive years long honeypot operation wherein they used something I didn't really know existed, but it was like a apparently like international criminals who primarily drug trafficking, it seems like um, they have a sort of network of communication of encryption that is, you know, beyond just using like encrypted, um, like cell phone, like signal and the rest, Mm -hmm. they get these, they get a phone that has no other functionality on it. It's like completely denuded of, of, of use other than an encrypted app that is sold like by a boutique, essentially like a boutique, um, programmer Uh and these phones cost like upwards of sixteen hundred dollars like i think that was like the number quoted in this situation or in this case um so it's like pretty elite tier like this isn't just like taking some downloading some fucking rinky-dicky app on your iphone like they are specifically like you know twice the cost of a brand new iphone specifically to use this one service um and effectively recently this the, the, the trap was sprung um, on this service called anom anOM which was run you know o- you know uh, owner proprietor by the FBI um, in collaboration with like I said all of these Australian Southeast Asian and European governments um, in order to entrap and now I'm reading from this quote from the uh, from the Financial Times, um, the FBI partnered with law enforcement in 17 countries in total as part of the operation, and for these groups, Trojan Shield was an unprecedented coup, yielding 800 arrests and leading to the se- seizure of 48 million dollars in cash and crypto, and more than 32 tons of drugs. They also say more than 100 murder plots were thwarted. So, that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. So, it's pretty wild. I mean on one hand my gut instinct is like I don't want to just be like spouting um, FBI press releases (laughs) you know what I mean? They're like look how good we did like we thwarted all these criminals okay I take that with a fat grain of salt but the reason I think it's interesting to sort of talk about is that you know encryption and this is the same with like cryptocurrency too but like encryption is like oh like we can be like this sort of like crypto libertarian thing and it's like Oh, we can like sort of like become parallel and separate from uh, government institutions and like the liberatory power of the Internet is such that um, We don't have to be beholden to, you know, the state and government. and then it's just like oh wait turns out the FBI just like literally spent I mean God I don't even God knows how much money was spent on this created an entire fucking false communicate like parallel communication network That they monitored for years and then sprung to capture all of these, like, yeah, all of these motherfuckers who were, like, using it to coordinate. And, like, in this article, like, they go on to sort of enumerate, like, you know, sending 100 kilos of cocaine from Colombia to Australia or, like, sending, you know, just primarily drug shit. Um, But I think it sort of strikes a huge blow against um, a lot of these crypto-futurist people who think that, like... Yeah, encryption is the future, and like uh, uh, encryption is basically just like one more hurdle that uh, any of these like police, cop enterprises need to get around, and they'll just get around it.
1: Maybe that's an interesting take. I mean, it seems like the problem here, like encryption, there was no oh. issue with encryption here, in the sense Isn't that it like an issue, though, it, it like- was like the, like the issue, like there was no technology right. problem it was that people signed up for an app that was being monitored right it, like there was no was actual app like that was there was no tapping cloth. right but it's like it wasn't but as,
0: isn't that as bad as bad an issue like that's like saying like you know what i mean like
1: but like if there was a problem with the encryption it would be that like somewhere in the message your encrypted message like the police were able to like break that chain of encryption but that's not what happened here like what happened here was that they were it was fake it was all like a fake app that was just monitored yeah, the but whole isn't time our,
0: what are the implications of that that's like saying like yeah it's, it's they're not like, good <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> as bad if not worse but it's, it's saying, not really like,
1: about encryption though in that sense yes right, but it, it essentially renders
0: cri- uh, encryption obsolete it's like saying like you know um it's like talking about like oh like there's this new rifle that works really well and it will like shoot you from it w- can kill people from a thousand yards and it's so good um, but then being like, oh yeah, but then we can just drone strike you and you won't even see us coming. It's just like it sort of renders the whole thing fanciful because it's like, okay, yeah, the encryption worked, it was encrypted, but it was literally fake and created by cops well, from right. the get go. And if that's something that can be done, well, right. But then like, how can you ever? What's the function of it ever again? Like, just that like, I hear what you're there's saying. There's no way it's to like... know that it isn't just like a literal police officer who's. I mean, there running is. There the is.
1: There is a you could know like if you were like really investigating it deeply but it sounds how like they would you, just, how would you how would you know i don't know like if like if you Send like how <laughs> yeah just go to their customer support page yeah i see what you're saying but it's like but if i mean FBI this is but this is a this create. is a tried and true thing of just deception right and like and like deceiving which is, like, it's more fundamental than, like, the actual issue of the tech itself, right? This is just, right, like... Right, but
0: that's, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that's such a trip. It's, like, the tech is perfect, but it's, like, if the tech can be swallowed up like a whale, like a whale swallowing plankton, like, it's swallowed whole. It's, like, it doesn't have to be compromised if it's if it suddenly exists in the stomach of the whale. You know what I mean? Well, well, like...
1: Right, well, the tech isn't even the issue there at all, right? It's not, it's just, but it's, it's, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, I guess it's just the function of, like, okay, if, if you care about encryption and you're, like, oh, you have something you feel like you need to discuss with people in an encrypted way. Police have such budgets that they can just, like, create an entire, like, fake parallel internet effectively for you to interact on. Like, you're, like, a literal, you're, like, a bug in a habitat. Right. Um, I mean, it's a pretty chilling effect. I mean, it's similar to what we talked about last episode with the fake army. Uh, with the package senders and the and the, right. the undercover spies. Like, it has a chilling effect because it's just, like... And honestly, I think that's why they've been publicizing this yeah. to such a degree. Because it well, shows that, like, we're everywhere all the time. Like, it we only, can, like, create a whole network of, of fake encryption that you're on. And right. and meanwhile, we're, we're watching everything you do. You well, know? it only
1: has a chilling effect so far as it gets, like, talked about and publicized. Because, like, there, it is just, like, this... Like, you can't do this for every single person right they were able to do this because it was a narrow group of people who were spending 1600 dollars on the specific type of thing but yeah like, but it was, you, massive, uh, it was a massive that doesn't work for like sting, for I mean. eight billion people right so in order for it to like it's like no, this it, uh, the the chilling effect is like the perception that you can't get away from it right no, but you the know point that's a big is, part the point of with
0: it. encryption is that like don't you think like the whole thing people who make a big deal out of like oh encrypted end-to-end encryption and pgp and all this stuff it's like if it was understood that like any given service you were using might just be a complete honey trap and like a honey pot it's fake and this is being being owned and operated by the people you're trying to avoid I mean that kind of blows a huge hole in the sanctity of the entire thing.
1: I agree with um, you, but I think that's like what they're trying to accomplish here is that is you're they, right. Like, but instill it's, the doubt, right? That like but the oh, doubt like, is
0: like it seems genuine in light of this um, little little fiasco for all of these, yeah, all of these brave I, men and women who are trying to get us our drugs. They're yeah, they think trying to get us our drugs, folks. I
1: think for the most part, like for regular everyday people, like having end-to-end encryption on like iMessage and like large, big things is good in the sense that like it's just too i'm from i'm curious well it's just such a large it's it's the it's the idea of like by having so many people have a certain level of encryption you're safe by the merit of like the the vastness of it like it's like it's like trying to kill the fish in the school of fish like it's hard because like there's so many people that have at least some level like you could break If you really wanted to, like, you could find out someone's message on, like, WhatsApp, but it's a lot harder than it would be on SMS. And when you expand that to, like, however many billions of people that is, it becomes, like, a much more difficult Yeah, but if you're trying to do
0: something, like, criminal or, like, let's say it's selling drugs, but let's say it's, like, you know, you're, like, some brave freedom fighter. If it just goes to show that, like, any given thing might be just, like, owner-proprietor of the FBI yeah i i get what you're saying though yeah like odds are most aren't they can't be doing that but this like it's not
1: possible like the resources it's not you know what i mean it's i like, mean they, it's this not, was amazing i mean they was, don't say this how this many was a very specific case like you, it's like, a
0: specific case but it was it was pretty wide-reaching it was 17 countries um and like thousands of individuals um who were who were sort of uh who were sort of raked up in this um
1: right i hear what you're saying i, I just think it's
0: like it's just, it creates, it's like, it is itself a backdoor. Like, any new service could be the owner proprietorship of, of a fucking, of a spook agency of, of or of cops. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I just, the
1: bigger issue, though, which is related to this, is that, like, even while these operations are happening, like, the governments around the world are still, like, trying to pass laws that would put backdoors, like, literally backdoors yeah. into, like, consumer things like you know whatsapp telegram signal all these all these different things on the assumption like the the argument yeah yeah. i think this is like you're what you were saying before about that that the whole thing is a is a facade i'm almost there but then if you have something like that happens then yes you're right there is then it's all and by backdoor you mean
0: you mean essentially like encrypted but the the unite like any cop or police agency has like a special key where like no one can see your messages unless the police who have like a skeleton key exactly. Essentially, and like building that into the system. That's or, like what. Yeah. That's like what a backdoor means, right? Exactly. Or Whereas like, in this case, they had to like build it from the ground exactly. up. Exactly. And like they didn't like cheat to get in. It just like exactly. they owned it. It was like effectively like you know, and and this brings me into something that they're saying like, um, this is like the difference of like. It's the the difference of like you built renting a house and mm-hmm. the police have like a key that you don't know about and they can come into your house at any time. Um and the difference of like you moving into a building that was like built owned by, by the police. G- built right. and owned by the police and like they live there also. Right. And they're your fucking landlord. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good it's a good analogy. I mean it makes sense, right? It's like right. it usually makes sense. And like one of those, they're both bad, <laughs> but one of them is like a lot more One of them requires much the more one. work. Yeah, one yeah.
0: of them requires much more work to be invasive. And yeah, you're right. Like, so I I do take that.
1: But I but, wanna. But yeah, I mean, basically, it was just like that And this was something that someone mentioned in the article, um, that that you were basing this off of in the FT. But like this whole case, if anything, right? If you if you look past <laughs> all the fucking like, you know horrible implications of the government doing this what it does it kind of proves the point that like you don't need to have like these laws that put the back doors in place because the police have proven that like in this case the fbi yeah, that with enough with enough it. police work they can do it themselves and you don't have to do that at the expense of like like in this case i'm sure there's some like innocent people that were using these 1600 phones but like Worthy. a lot less percent of them than like people who are just casually using yeah. iMessage. You know what I, I mean? It, and it's also
0: m- worth pointing out, like um, apparently, you know, this type of surveillance, which was just blanket surveillance of everyone using this system is literally in violation of the fourth amendment. Uh, and apparently the, the wiretap act, um, this is um, on the premise or rather on the expertise of this woman who is quoted in the FT article, who's the surveillance litigation director at the Electric Frontier Foundation um Jennifer Lynch. She points out that yeah it's literally unconstitutional to do this in the United States and this FBI I mean this is also a trip the Federal Bureau of Investigation was running this whole sting right which was worldwide and but also was apparently not done on US soil because it's unconstitutional to do this type of thing. Right. Um which points out some weird shit um I mean, like, literally, this thing that's being vaunted as a sort of criminal success is unconstitutional to do to American citizens, uh, which raises its own weird questions. But, yeah, I guess it does show that you don't need to have, like, a cheat code backdoor into encryption if you just, like, try to be a little clever and work a little harder to, like, get get your get your fucking fingers in the pies of all of these drug dealers. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um... Anyway, so if you are using some, if you bought a fucking fancy uh, phone with like a battery pack glued on the back, and it only has one thing, and and it, it does the Matrix letters that like flip <laughs> down the screen, just uh, and you think you're chilling, be careful. Just you know, uh, maybe uh, yeah, tell your friend like, yo, do you have any pens? I'm trying to get ten pens. When me and my friends were buying weed in high school, we used the word pens to mean mm. like weed. Nice cramps of weed. Yeah, micro- that's why we never got caught. Man, hey, there you go. We were too smart for that. Well,
1: now you've just given yourself up. Well, that's cool. I don't smoke weed anymore. Also, oh, um, I've already micro- smashed my thousands. Microwaves of are good options for those phones. If um, you happen to be trying to get rid of them,
0: so yeah, you can put them in a microwave, right? And they can't hear you, or you can just destroy it in a microwave. I'll just like
1: you? wipe it clean, you know,
0: clean. Yeah, but put it didn't didn't
1: hear it for me, folks.
0: Yeah, the the the. Uh, The cleansing rays of of gamma radiation um they're always available to you okay um last thing uh before the break do you want to talk about um your 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 home your country of origin mac el salvador yes Um, um, they've become epic they've become epic and crypto based
1: to be clear my family's country of oregon i was born in the great country of texas yeah mac but. is
0: america great country <laughs> mac is yeah mac is of a, of the texas nationality but uh
1: but now i have salvadorian roots for sure
0: salvadorian um yeah the big who knew that el salvador was a fucking startup hub yeah el salvador hub. is essentially <laughs> el salvador has been downgraded from country to startup um, <laughs> because they're fucking weird uh like uh 35 year old president prime minister who's like a weird startup freak who wears like a athleisure to like federal press events uh yeah they made they made bitcoin legal tender in el salvador which is like okay so my first question was like what's the difference like between like it just being bitcoin and it being legal tender yeah i guess it means it's like it's literally like usable for all debts public and private you know what i mean like yeah you have to accept it it's used like you can buy a car you can buy a hot dog you can buy a beer with
1: you can buy a coffee for it but then pay more in the transaction fee than you do for granted there (laughs) are there are yes
0: but there are actually trans like there are services through which you can use bitcoin without um with no transaction fees Oh yeah um that are actually used yeah i think one of them is called like um lightning something lightning
1: I know Cash App was doing a thing for a while where they were doing a a Bitcoin exchange. Yeah, so there's
0: something called Bitcoin Lightning Network, which is a layer-two payment protocol designed to be layered on top of, like, a blockchain cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. And it allows you to do really fast transactions among people who are, like, participating in that network. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently I've read that people in, like, people in El Salvador actually do use this to, like, fucking buy coffees and stuff really so it is sort yeah. of ongoing um so it's not like as farcical as it would seem but basically yeah it seemed like this was just like a desperate bid by this dude Nayib bukele the the sort of author authoritarian president of el salvador to like just generate some buzz and you know, foreign investment in el salvador as like a sort of tech hub just sort of pimping out yeah this country who has an extremely small economy it doesn't seem to have really moved the needle in any significant way but um i don't know i don't know if you have any any insight
1: (laughs) i don't know i mean it's worth knowing like that el salvador along with like several other latin american countries like their currency they haven't had their own currency for a while like it's like they use the u.s dollar because like their currency is so fucked or was fucked for a long time um and there's like There is some people that have, like, come out in support of this who will argue that, like, um, these countries want to distance themselves from that dependence on the U.S. dollar. And so Bitcoin could be a way of doing that. I'm very skeptical of that being the the case because there's no... Well, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, like, the thing is Bitcoin is still... its valuation is relative to the u.s dollar it's true
1: it's not tied to the dollar but you're right that it mimics the the market of the dollar like what if the if the u.s like i mean the the
0: value of the dollar is stable but like for instance if everyone else if the country's other current other main currency is the dollar and bitcoin collapses in value vis-a-vis the dollar like it did last month it goes from 60k per bitcoin to 35k per bitcoin then like it's not really a viable currency it's really like a it's like an it's like an investment it's like an asset
1: yeah well that's something that the in general like the crypto just endeavor has never quite figured out which is like how to like separate themselves from like because like you measure when you're like thinking about the highs and lows of bitcoin like it's all said relative to like the dollar you can have it um, because like we just need that terminology, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, then it all becomes like it is like somewhat tied to like the fluctuations of the market of the U.S. Dollar-, yeah. dollar market. So it's like it's like there's other other coins that are like um like Venezuela has a coin that's like based around their um their oil exchange, um, and there's True, other coins. Yeah, it's and it's not really been successful. Right? No, none of these have been like there's a bunch of places trying it um but it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like it's lo- it's becoming devoid of a lot of its meaning because like like in in india and in china we talk about the soft mic but like they're both creating their own digital currency but like it's really like unclear how it's any different than just a regular currency that's just done it's like, how is it different than Zelle or something? You know, it all it really is just a digital transaction, but it still is. I think the difference
0: raised. is that, like, the digital currency being a strictly digital phenomenon is much more quick and efficient in the terms of these digital transactions. Like, you don't need to wait for a bank to clear. It's not like a credit right. card. It's like a literal direct transaction. Like, the transaction happens immediately as opposed to yeah. interfacing with the bank, which then moves... The 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 you know makes the transfer for you to another account that's fair that's Um, that's
1: fair however like that's very different than how like the crypto anarchists of the of the early years sold this right like they sold this people are stupid as like they were wrong you know as like you know you could remove yourselves from the global economy because like this is like not dependent on those on like global markets and like that's clearly not the case at least now right
0: clearly not because now you have literal you have literal companies like or rather literal states adopting this as like official means of exchange i mean that's like quite antithetical to the stated goals of bitcoin dude the
1: fed is creating is trying to create their own their own digital coin you know like come on (laughs) yeah so anyway
0: you should i i would encourage you to google what um the PM of El Salvador, Bukele, looks like. Um, and then just from that, I'm pretty sure his official Twitter handle has him with, like, the glowing meme eyes. So dumb, dude.
1: You know it's who also great. has that? Is the fucking <laughs> the mayor of, of Miami who has just been, like, bending over and just, like, just, like, just taking off his pants and just, like, wiggling his ass for any tech <laughs> investor that's, like, in the nearby vicinity. It, and it's just, like, I don't know. There's this, like... It's very debased. Really, there's this really perverted like thing that's going on right now of like, it's a it's a bit different in El Salvador, but like especially in like a bunch of U.S. cities of like just like officials being so horny for this tech money to come in and like they'll do anything to 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 get it.
0: Well, that is um quite related to something we we're about to talk about vis-a-vis China mm. and American investment in high tech industry, but. Do you wanna take a little siesta and then we'll talk about it?
1: Yeah, let's take a much needed siesta. And okay, go drink, yeah. Some, yeah, let's drink some drink some drink El- some Salvadorian beers and
0: Yeah, we'll have some yeah, have a little cerveza and we'll tip our sombreros over our noses <laughs> and take <help laughs> a snooze. Um, alright, talk to you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to WNYC. <laughs> My name's David. First, no. Can we talk
1: about that for a second?
0: What WNYC? No, the
1: the public radio l- voice versus public like podcast voice. voice. Hi. Like. Uh, welcome
0: back to WNYC. My name's David. First. Uh, today we have a story of. A grown man who was a a tax executive and decided why don't we get to color as adults and and after that
1: we're going to follow up with the story of a young person (laughs) who was the first trans billionaire
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh that's good yours is good um yeah i don't know why i think it's like sort of like a like a frequency thing like a dog whistle Cause like you have like the a podcaster
1: role. voice, like, like Ethan. your voice is like the podcaster voice.
0: I'm shocked that you say that. I feel like I have a really annoying voice. I have a very nasal, uh, annoying voice. But maybe that is the podcaster voice. But anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad you think that. There is definitely you're right. There is an NPR voice. I mean, there's also the NPR name. You're like, um, hi, my name is uh, Banana Blackboard, and I'm, I'm here to talk to you about, uh, yeah. Uh, a startup in Canada's Yukon. And, uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh I can say God. this now because like she's uh, now
1: qu- quit to actually do podcasting. But my sister in law was a NPR had a sh- had a segment for NPR in Houston, and like What's I remember, name? I'm not gonna well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, not gonna not dox her on this. Did she but, have
0: a ridiculous name or was it a normal name?
1: Ah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can see how like you would hear it and you'd be like, oh, that's like a, like a, a that sounds good for radio, okay. you know, but it's just like but a normal NPR name, is like of a whole but, another but like, um, what was I going to say? Just like, um, I remember cause I would hear her on the radio and like, I didn't know that it was her. Like she had mm. like a voice that was like very well, it was a good radio voice, but it was like, it took me many times of listening to her to realize it was actually her. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like NPR listeners are like, you know, they're like these, like, sort of like, a uh, like nervous beagles or whatever. <laughs> like, they, they need to have this sort of cooing in their ear or else they might start chewing up the furniture. Yeah, the um, first
1: time I listened to NPR as a kid, because I, like, on the drives to the my school and shit, I used to listen to, like, the rock radio station. But then I got, um, almost like essentially like a suspension for, the for official rocking too hard. yeah for rocking too fucking hard <laughs> um but no it was for lewd language um and after that my <laughs> my mom attributed it to We're watching like- Rod Ryan in the morning at 945 the buzz oh. <laughs> and That's so um funny, dude. probably not the reason why but i was listening to npr after that dude, we had uh, we had mikey
0: what was his name it was like yeah there was uh, 96 one kiss i think it was a morning zoo with like mikey and like a fat guy and i remember there was a, they mentioned they name checked my high school one time one morning because they banned grinding at the school <laughs> dance. Like, you couldn't grind. Like, you, we had to, like, do, like, quadrilles or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, uh, and then they interviewed the dumbest kid in uh, my, the senior class. Uh, fucking, uh, what was his name? I think his name was Dorian.
1: Whoa. Like the fish.
0: Yeah. He was so stupid. Um, but, like, a really <laughs> handsome and good lacrosse player. And he was, like, yo, like, I don't understand. We just, like, are trying to grind. And they like, they like literally excerpted that. It was so good. Um, But yeah, we had like a totally like, yeah, like a total classic morning zoo drive time radio, uh, uh, like duo of shock jocks. Nice. Um, And I think, you know, everyone deserves that, you know. Meanwhile, so when I started driving to school by myself, instead of having my mom drive me to school or like getting a ride with a friend, I was like, this is what I've been deprived of. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to, like, uh, yeah, I'm listening to, like, fucking uh, um, turnstile, turnstile Washboard tell me about, uh, or, or, yeah, Quothilian Tenpenny tell me about, uh, yeah, trade disputes when I could be listening to uh, people doing crank calls. Anyway, um, so as you can tell from probably all of that, we're clearly gonna about to talk about China. Um, well... It's true, it's true, Mac. Uh, This is something that we need to talk about, okay? Um, So turn off the radio. Um, We have serious business to talk about um, NPR style. So yeah, I guess the headline question is that the United States just approved a $250 billion caveat, I mean, asterisk there, but a pretty fat tech research and development spending bill intended to sort of yeah like sort of head china off at the pass vis-a-vis quantum computing uh chip production all of these sort of futurey industries that there may be uh we the the sort of u.s government fears they may be getting an edge on us in lots Um, of
1: like r&d shit r&d yeah
0: advanced tech yes and 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 apparently this is like a big deal like this isn't just can i ask you a question like yeah i feel like they're United States is always passing like we we passed like a fucking uh a pentagon bill that was three times this size earlier this year um as we do every year with like the pentagon spending so but this is like this is not routine this is sort of a this signals a break from traditional government spending as I understand yeah
1: so my understanding of this is that like in terms of like Like, there's a lot of other countries who, like, make it a mission to, like, they invest into, like, development of, like, certain industries. The U.S. has, like, kind of not really made that a priority. This is, like, the single largest spending, if it gets approved, it's only been passed by the Senate. This would be the largest spending of, like, U.S.-backed
0: research ever. So, like, like, federally funded research. Like, yeah.
1: Interesting. Um, Which is, like, yeah, it's, like, for example, like, um, I think a lot of European countries do this, where like they will do spending initiatives that's like specifically to be like, f- we want to- France wants to be very good at AI or like something like that. The U.S. typically doesn't do that. We like let startups and like venture capital do that. But this is yeah, be with different just where... of
0: their own of their own sort of uh, volition. But right. in this case, I guess we would be giving. The- and the function of this bill is like giving grants and. Funding to private companies to yeah. like do this specific type of work that we want done, primarily
1: these private companies like a whole assortment shit. Primarily
0: yeah. to counter China in these like new high tech industries that are important, such as the creation like quantum computing and um, semiconductors. Yeah, and like the chips that are now uh, effectively critical in auto automobile production computers everything really everything basically yeah i
1: mean the, the little that's that's all right i think like the china aspect of it this is like this is how it's being framed right is like the way biden is talking about it the way politicians are talking about it as is it's like it's like, we don't want to like, they will frame it as this, which is that like the U S is in competition with China and like, we're losing. And this is like a way to like bolster it. Um, And that's how it's being framed. I think there's a lot of people, like there's a lot of different politicians that are like interested in this. And some of them, like, you know, there's a lot of parts of this bill and some of them are just interested in say, like having certain like investment, and they maybe don't really give a shit about the China thing. They just want there to be less of a semiconductor shortage, well, for that, example. right? Well, there's a, there's that, a lot of different
0: things. To that of it, point, but. and I think, honestly, the spookiest thing about this and the thing that should honestly make your... should chill your blood and send a shiver down my spine is that this passed with, like, major bipartisan support. Right. In, in the Senate. In the Senate, Senate, for, in yeah, the Senate. Right. yes. But it's, it's almost... It's definitely going to pass in some form in the House as well. Um, Probably, yeah. It seems. Um, but, like, nothing passes with it passed with like 68 to 32 something like that like massive support um which which is just that should it's sad but that should be a red flag you know it's a major (laughs) red flag yeah it's like if everyone is in in lockstep about this then you know it's just like you know it's just like absolutely essential to the evil empire you know what i mean it's just like just like absolutely keeping the spice flowing um
1: I so we'll, we'll get into it. I will there's so there's certain things about it um I think most of what we're going to talk about is like the China spook aspect of it which is important and we can spend some time a lot of time on it but like there are certain like specific things of this that like if you eliminated that narrative are just like probably good things like for fincy. for for example yeah like the sh- yeah for listeners that like, is probably good There's like um
0: Brian Schatz of, of Hawaii insert like was able to like tuck his little fucking baseball card into the spokes of this bill by um, outlying the the purchase of shark fins <laughs> from China in order to like eliminate um, you know uh, the, the, the 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 sort of fishing of sharks for shark fin soup which like I guess I yeah. don't know I've never had have you had shark fin soup No, I I would try it. Maybe. But apparently it's illegal now, so. But, I was gonna say, so anyway. for
1: some... Exa- like, for example, like, having government money go towards, like, universities experimenting on, like, quantum computing, I think that's, like, probably not a bad thing, and, like, good that we're investing money into this shit. Like, this semiconductor thing, we haven't really talked about this in the podcast, but, like, it's a huge thing going on right now that's, like... Yeah, will you give us... Can you give us... Can you brief me on sure. that, quickly? Like, so... I really know what that- so, like, there's a giant global ship short stories going on right now. And like semiconductor chips are essentially like used in every single piece of consumer electronics, but they're also because like cars and like internet of things devices. And like so many things have some sort of connection to the internet. Now, any single thing that does that uses a semiconductor and because of the pandemic, um, the, the real short, it's complicated, but the real short of it was that, like, during the pandemic, um, people just stopped buying everything, right? Because, like, shit was shut down and, like, people stopped making semiconductors because the plant shut down. But then once things started coming back online and places started reopening, the demand for these chips just skyrocketed. And, like, the factories and the fabs had been shut and there was a huge gap. And so now, like, there's, like you can't get a playstation 5 for like years you can't, can't buy get a like a
0: fucking graphics card you can't build a pc dude, which I'm ford
1: has like cut they ford cut their um f- car production by 50% for the entire
0: year well interestingly like, i wanted to also tons I, of sh- it's like it's a huge deal and as a tangent the ford maverick which they recently unveiled which is sort of sick what's that it's a 40 mile per gallon high you can get it hybrid or um non-hybrid but uh it's essentially a a a small pickup that gets 40 miles to the 40 miles per gallon and costs 20k cool off the production line and it's a pickup and it looks fucking sick yeah um and it's sort of been a bit of a scandal because it's like shown that hybrid technology and like mpgs should have been way higher like it's like we had the tech to do this for a very 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 long time it's sort of scandalous that it took this long but yeah, like you said, it's it's like you know it's a sort of bottleneck for all of these different industries. Yeah, is having semiconductors. Well, a dude, semiconductor, for- by the way, is like something that is because something that is a sort of intermediate between a, a a conducting element, something that conducts electricity, and something that is an insulator, i.e., something that prevents the conduct the conduction of electricity. And the value of uh of a semiconductor is that it allows, like, for the very um, efficient transfer of electricity or of energy between properties, between components, um, in a way that, like, something that is a perfect conductor or a perfect insulator um, needs to be mitigated in some way. So it's very important for, like, pretty much all types of a high-tech, um, you know, gigas and, and doodads.
1: Yeah, or even, like, low... like it was just listening to, to give a scale of it. Like I was listening to an interview yesterday of like the CEO of John Deere, which is like they're they had to cut production of their tractors because of this, like even like yeah, fucking G- John Deere tractors. So all to be said that like, this is a big problem and it's affecting, like, you know, it's not just affecting like your iPhone. Like you can't like, there's medical device shortages, right? There's pacemaker shortages. There's a bunch, it's a big deal. Um, and so like 50 billion of these 250 billion in this bill, would go towards like trying to like make more manufacturing of these chips and like that's like I think that's a good thing and there's like some good shit about this, um, but at the same time it's like being definitely like on the political level it's being framed as this like um, as yes. this like as this col- as this second like Cold War two point oh race it's
0: very xenophobic you know what I mean broadly speaking, um, well I and I wanna. <laughs> It's much to that point. I mean, this was something that actually stunned me. I mean, when I when I read it first. Um and this was okay, so as I understand, this was a first bill that was essentially scrapped and folded into this larger second bill. Mm-hmm. Um in for spending, for spending on the on everything we we're just talking about. So this bill itself I think was not passed, but a, a version of it is what is is currently was just passed by the Senate. Um and so it's the one I'm referring to is called the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act or USICA. ICA. Um,
1: just rolls off the tongue.
0: Yeah. You USICA, <laughs> You sicka. You sick You sicka, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, anyway, well, we, to, to, much to what I was just saying, quoting again from The Verge, it builds off a previous proposal from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the Endless Frontier Act. <laughs> um That's amazing to me because I I, I, like recently there's a a book from a great historian, Greg Grandin, that recently came out, I think last year or the year before, called um, The End of the Myth. The entire premise of which is that, like, America is unique and America is the uniquely fucked up and weird and powerful in the way that it is because we've always had a frontier. Like, every social problem that we've ever had, every, like, you know, the reason that we. United States doesn't have like a labor movement and doesn't have like class consciousness and class struggle in the way that Europe has. Is that Europe was bottled up? Like there was in, there was finite space. Like everyone was bottled up in Western Europe. In the United States, there was always the pressure valve of the frontier. Like you could always send people out for and just give them free land further west. Um, pretty much for like the entire history of the United States until. Uh, you know, then you had the Mexican-American War and and uh, World War One and so on and so forth. And there was always like a way out. Um, and I think that's just so perfect that like now it's the new sort of legal structure for competition with China is called the Endless Frontier right. Act. I want to read quickly just to sort of make this point a little bit more eloquently sure. than I did from the publisher of, of Greg Grandin's book, which you should check out. But the quote is from the publisher. Ever since this nation's inception, the idea of an open and ever-expanding frontier has been central to American identity. For centuries, Greg Grandin shows, America's constant expansion, fighting wars, and opening markets served as a gate of escape, helping to detect domestic political deflect, sorry, domestic, political, and economic conflicts outward. But this deflection meant that the country's problems from racism to inequality were never confronted directly. End quote. I right. mean, I just think that's so on the yeah. money, and, like, it's so funny that, like, Chuck Schumer was like, ah, the frontier! Like, yeah. it's great! And it's just, like, yeah, so incidental, because it's just, like, why are we doing this? Like, why? I mean, this is, I think, a good thing to maybe open it up on, like, why does investment in the United States have to be framed in conflict with China like you know what I mean what's right. the f- what's the necessary reason of that like other than giving us a reason to sort of cohere like
1: yeah well right I think yeah I mean I think on a broad level like outside of this bill like there is you we've talked about this before on the on the podcast but like we do live in a global system that's like interdependent that is true. But there is still regional competition in things, right? That that like that is just a, a fact that like, for example, right? Like in like the Ch- China and U.S. both want like certain countries to like adopt their five G infrastructure, right? Like that's sure. a comp- that's a competition. Like there there is just like some competition that happens. Um, yeah,
0: but it doesn't need to be like you know people compete like businesses compete within the framework of you know american capitalism and within the market and without it having to be a sort of like a a hegemonic like a dispute that has like you know the sort of the saber rattling element to it yeah i agree i mean i don't especially when everyone's competing in the same way like we're all we're all in the same market like like it's not like the soviet union where there's like truly different economic systems that are vying like we're all like the United States and China are effectively both the capitalist countries.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would, I agree in broad strokes. I think I would differ a little bit just in the sense that with some of these technologies, there is like, like at least with like, like internet technologies and stuff, China and the U S and it's broader than this, right? Europe is a player too, but like broadly speaking, China and like U S allied countries, there is, like, kind of a fundamental difference of approach in, like, certain things, right? Where it's, like, for sure, having, for like, sure. like the way they approach the internet is yeah, different. The yeah, way definitely. they approach, like, 5G is different. The way they approach, like, maybe quantum computing is different. Like, there there's some base principles that are, like, different. And I think, like, part of the saber-rattling that goes into this, which I don't think is great, but it's, I think the logic behind people is that, like, This is kind of like in the Cold War, like where you're spreading like blue jeans versus like Soviet housing. This is like, do you want to have like a great firewall versus like Google? Like in really simplistic terms, you know, like in these new emerging places. Um, And I don't know. I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's it's a. What do you What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah, I I resist. I mean, yes, I guess it's true. I mean. I I I mean I I I definitely can't help but see the equivalence. Like the fact that like all of these things are mitigated so completely. Like for instance, the fact that you know the the Chinese Great Firewall. Oh, you can't watch YouTube in China, but it's like everybody who isn't a peasant, effectively who has the the means to, just has a VPN. So it's like it's it's sort of a fig leaf to well, a degree. And by by contrast, here in the United States. Like, everybody's internet traffic is so comprehensively surveilled and, yeah. and like, m- and weaponized against them um, in order, on the most benign level, to just make them buy shit. And on the more insidious level, to, like, track everything that they do and, you know, potentially make them culpable for, you know... Uh, you know, anything that they may be implicated in and can be like, sort of marshaled against them in any legal proceeding. I mean, I'm not saying that there's a one-to-one. I do think that the United States, one of its few sort of benefits is that we do have comparatively more civil liberties than the average Chinese citizen. That's a good thing, 100%. Um, but broadly speaking, like this notion of, of competition with China is just like, strikes me way more as just like the united states grasping around flailing around for like a raison detre like you know we we did we had communism for much of the 20th century and then it was the global war on terror and now we sort of we've sort of juiced all of the sort of blood out of that stone that we're gonna get and now like people don't really give a shit about terrorism anymore and the new thing clearly is like ginning up like uh this sort of competition with china yeah um and the whole thing strikes me as very contrived and very unnecessary and honest and very dangerous well
1: one i mean I, i agree and i think one way of thinking about this too is that like what does it say that like so like investing in research at universities or like new tech and all this type of stuff we can only do that In the framing that, like, there's an existential threat if we don't. Like, why not just live in a society where it's, like, we do that because, like, it's a good, like, we think it's in the best interest for ourselves. You know, it's, like, it's, it's more of, like... We are only doing the thing that is probably to good. Defend
0: off the yellow menace, right? Yeah, and that's just like I mean, some
1: like probably goes to the frontier aspect of shit, right? In like a philosophical I mean, I way. I think that's of-
0: true, right? I think that's like I think Greg Grandin's sort of thesis is so fucking prescient and correct. I mean, he won the Pulitzer Prize for this book, um, you know, which I think speaks to something, well, like that that he hit on something, which is that like we really need like some external force to like push against or else everything is not going to work like right. the internal contradictions of this country are too much that unless we have something else to like press out against like we'll we'll just tear ourselves apart and i think now they're trying to make it china but it's so contrived i mean and another thing and like i think maybe we can get into some of the like specifics of this bill and like sure. what the money breaks down into because it's interesting but I think one of the more interesting things is that like we are and this is what we were talking about a little bit earlier like China and the United States are economically codependent like we cannot one cannot exist without the other like there's not like this fucking dumb dumb notion that like oh like we'll just like whip China or whatever like we'll like get them under heel and then everything will work it's like the fact that China produces shit for our consumption at very cheap very cheaply because their labor costs are cheap because the cost of living in china is very cheap because they're still a developing country and they don't have the high standard of living that we do like and we talked about this a little bit like 25 billion dollars i think or 250 however many it was Mm -hmm. maybe 250 250 billion well, wait. Well, that was. I think that was the size of the entire the entire thing. For the chips right. Like so I'm looking billion. at this now: 190 billion in spending to bolster U.S. research and development of advanced tech, such as AI, and 54 billion dollars of that going towards the research towards and production of semiconductors. Okay, but like, the question here is like, can we produce the n- sufficient amount of semiconductors that we need for all of our uh like our gadgets and in gauze right and the question the f- effect is like maybe like we would do we have the raw industrial capacity to do it probably but we depend on these things being cheap and we depend on not paying the people who make them american and western wages yeah that's I, that's how the glue that that's how it all holds together yeah china depends on making them and exporting them and we depend on them making them for cheap
1: I, yeah so i agree that like the just the, econ- the the economy of it is that like you're never going to have like the u.s isn't going to be the dominant leader in chip production right but i think that like the argument here that was like really pronounced during covid and like kind of why the a big reason for why we have the chip shortage that we do now was that um, like chip production specifically for low tech semiconductors is actually like the biggest country is Taiwan by, by quite a bit, but then China's followed after that. But what happened was that like, because this like supply shock happened and like fabricators going down, everything stopped, right? Because everyone was so dependent on these couple of countries. I think the idea who the people are like thinking of it like you know more thoughtfully is not so much to like have the u.s dominate semiconductors but it's that a lot of other countries are investing so that like the pie chart of where chips come from is a bit more evened out that way you have more points of failure so that like if one place does go down like you're not the whole global economy isn't yeah they want to diversify
0: sure fine yeah like and yeah i think that's true like i don't think no one there's no way and again like there's no way we can free ourselves from china broadly speaking because we're addicted to their to cheap shit like that's the entire american economy runs on cheap consumer goods and the entire chinese economy is a function of producing them at at low cost for export to the american market like we are the consumer of last resort effectively for the entire global economy and that's like how it all works so to to a large degree that's fixed but you're right like it doesn't i think much of it doesn't have to be as concentrated in china itself um especially if we have sort of made the political calculation that we need to be um have a sort of uh oppositional attitude towards china uh, in order to galvanize our country out of whatever fucked up you know, Fent Hall or yeah. mass shooting nightmare that we live in. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, w- I mean, I will say that, I mean, that's true right now, but like one useful thing about China having a centralized economy is that they p- regularly put out like five, 10 and 20 year plans of like where they're going. And like China as a country, like they have, like they don't see themselves as being the factory of the world forever like they're like they're making lots of like they're doing like the if you've listeners have heard like the silk road initiative like they're doing what the u.s did yeah the belt yeah like they're doing what the u.s did in europe now in like sub-saharan africa and like they're trying to make their own global south factory for them in the in the future right so i take what you're saying for right now but it's like they certainly don't want to be in that position forever right so things things may change you know
0: yeah, definitely. But we're, we're, like, the United States cannot return. I mean, this is why, like, the whole Trump thing of bringing the jobs back was always fanciful because you can't have both things. You cannot, right. we can't both produce things in these countries, in this country, and have cheap shit. Yeah. Like, you can't go to Walmart and, like, buy a toaster for $20 and fucking make that toaster in the United States. Yeah. Like, the reason it costs 20 bucks is because you're paying someone like 75 cents an hour to build it and increasingly in like like you're probably
1: not paying anyone at all because a lot of those things are gonna be automated you sure. know well, like that's, it's uh,
0: like, you know that's the sort of prognosis but that's where these things are sort of f- effectively in conflict and this notion that like we can just beat the chinese by like investing in semiconductor production like oh we just throw money at it and then we'll be good it's like no because we predict we our whole economy is predicated on consuming stuff right and consuming stuff at relatively low wages like right. there's only so many people like we couldn't afford to be the consumer of last resort if shit was more expensive right you know what i mean and like there and therefore there is we are the united states and china lean on each other like buildings like we're structurally dependent and like until that that i think you're right that relationship is sort of China in particular is probably trying to squirm its way out of it more uh, earnestly than we are because um, there's, I think, much more to be gained by having, like, a more dominant end of the life, end of the sort of food chain position. But um, for the foreseeable future, like, our economies are interlinked. And this notion of, like, oh, we can just, like, overwhelm them with our investment is just not, it's not fucking viable. Yeah. And it's, it's frankly, just kind of stupid. So... Um,
1: can i, can well, I go, ahead. Well,
0: go ahead i wanted to go into a little some of the other like the, like the banning of the the tiktok thing yeah, and stuff. Well, well, uh, this, but what do you so want to say
1: yeah this goes into it a little bit and I, specifically the tiktok stuff but I, I, because we talked sorry i'm um, sorry listeners i moved away from the mic um we talked about this a little bit with the lab leak story last week but <laughs> what's interesting to me and i'd love to get your take on this is like a lot of the like I guess like broadly anti China rhetoric that was being said under the Trump administration was like very much framed as like beyond reproach and like really fucked up and like xenophobic and all this type of stuff. Yeah. But this plus like, you know, new bands on like TikTok and other Chinese platforms it's essentially the same thing, but just under like a more palatable, like like nicely digestible approach. Like everything, the broad strokes of what Trump was saying during his presidency, we're doubling down on right now. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, we could harp on this for ages. I mean, it's just like the I think the most flagrant example of this um, is like the kids in cages shit, which was like the right. major <laughs> refrain of liberals, and now like the Biden administration is absolutely running the exact same fucking Bergen-Belsen camps at the fucking border. Did They're you see
1: what Harris said recently, the quote? D- don't come. Like, do not come. Priceless.
0: It's fucked up. I mean, it's just amazing. And obviously, it's like pointing out hypocrisy is boring. Like, everyone <laughs> knows. Like, it's like, it's no, oh, 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 they said one thing and did the other. Everyone knows that it's, it's hypocritical. But...
1: I think it just points out the fact that the China thing is, like, much deeper rooted than, like, than just... Trump or someone else you know it's
0: structural yeah I mean it's like and not to just like say that word over and over but like um, I think uh, the degree to which yeah like uh, Trump's I mean, we talked about this last episode, right, with, like, the China skepticism and talking about, like, the the, the origins of the coronavirus was sort of taboo while Trump was in office because he was doing it in this very racist and gauche way. Yeah. And now that, like, Biden's in office and he can just sort of, like, uh, sort of lend the imprimatur of, like, good liberalism mm-hmm. to it, we can sort of... Everything is on the table again. I mean, of course, like... I mean, that should illustrate to you the degree to which, like... um. Optics are the real limiting factor. I mean, there's really nothing that's off the table as far as actual policy or, or, or the pursuing of any of this or that, um, you know, uh, you know, idealized or ideal outcome. But I don't know. I guess we're sort of losing the plot Yeah, here. well, I a mean, key
1: part of that is like the TikTok thing. Like, and you were about to go right, into that, yeah, right? So um, why don't you, you know, you want to talk about that a little bit or any other parts of it?
0: Yeah, so this bill that had again is like a major spending bill i mean for by american standards to sort of like bolster our um our sort of high-tech and like chops. chops our high-tech chops, chops. yeah and much <laughs> which is very defense oriented i mean it's a lot of this is military spending don't get it twisted but um as part of it it would also block tiktok from being downloaded onto government devices and also block the purchase of drones that were manufactured by chinese companies or companies um that the chinese government had like had a hand in
1: tiktok is owned by a chinese company by the way for listeners
0: yes Uh, is a chinese thing and granted it was a big thing that trump was trying to ban this is where like trump is just like a fucking idiot like just like a big ass retard and and biden is is really just as insidious but like clearly has like a little bit of smarter people whispering in his ear where like Trump tried to ban TikTok from any American accessing it, which obviously created a major backlash. Whereas, you know, Biden is doing essentially like winnowing it down by create, preventing it from being downloaded on any government device.
1: The crux of the argument is the same though, which is the the reason is that they they claim, they claim that like
0: these apps,
1: um, could potentially share information with, with the Chinese government. Which, by the way, like I'm sharing is, information with the Chinese government. This is the thing with all the, the Huawei bands as well. It's worth noting that's never been proven. Like I'm like that doesn't mean that it's not the case. But like the yeah. whole like the whole fund foundational like listen, there's like I think I'm with sure Huawei, there's like there's over ten major countries that like completely have banned Huawei products under the assumption that huawei is taking your data and sharing it with the chinese government but that's never been proven yeah you know it's not that not that that's i mean i wouldn't like be surprised if that's the case like, my, my hunch but, is
0: that it's not happening actively but it's like if push came to shove and the chinese government wanted to they could probably access that information yeah. i mean much in the same way that you know that the america can that the united states government can lean on apple or whomever else sure. to, Goes, to get yeah but it's you know frankly it's probably easier in in china to, to do the very same thing
1: well yeah because the i mean and this is like what they will say but like ByteDance dance in this example which owns tiktok is like more connected with the chinese government than say apple is it's Absolutely. just like the structural you know it's yeah, just how it's just it works how it
0: works over there um but interestingly so yes you can no longer our government contractors and government employees can no longer do tiktoks like you can't have like <laughs> ice agents, that was such a thing ice agents doing, like <laughs> fucking they're like tiktok dances and dabbing uh, as they're like yeah kicking over water jugs in the sonoran desert and shit so they'll have to uh yeah they'll have also to, like can we just say Instagram
1: bold move by the biden administration yeah hats like, off to them yeah, truly. <laughs> really really just like but also cutting edge they also
0: exp- talking about like you know following the st- footsteps of trump they expanded a trump era rule that blocked americans from investing in like 50 some chinese right. companies to right. include um one of the major chinese chip um manufacturers so you know yeah Well, that's very much like ratcheting up this notion of like, and and in a way that's like actually somewhat significant because it's like impeding upon the right of of American finance to sort of diversify their portfolios in what is certainly a very lucrative market, which is like Chinese tech. I mean, that's a a rising star. Chinese tech
1: is like one of the biggest That honestly seems
0: like a major line in the sand in a way they're just like like americans can't even put their money into these companies well
1: the irony of this is that like and other commentators have said this but it's like the rules that the way they're laid out under biden's administration would actually be way more would apply to way yeah. yeah way more restrictive and apply to way more companies than like trump he was like being all flamboyant and like you know make saint tweeting about tiktok but he was limited to tiktok right. and I a mean, couple very, and you know. like in wechat and a couple of places but this is like much broader you know it's just done under the guise of like i mean I diplomacy, think but this is
0: the premise of the biden administration is that like honestly i think and this is like what i was talking about with the sort of american frontier situation i think he's sort of made, or whoever is pulling the strings, you know, and holding him up weekend at Bernie style, <laughs> uh, you know, whoever's under the bucket hat and shades <laughs> has made this sort of calculation that, like, okay, yeah, we can sort of keep this thing afloat, but we need, like, someone unified, like someone else to ping back at, like, or or, or against whom we can define ourselves, and it's definitely China. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I guess there are multiple ways that one could do that, but it does seem like, um, you know, it could get it could be much more jingoistic, sure. And right now, it's taking this sort of corporate espionage thing, this very like corporate uh, and like business um, forward approach towards countering China. But again, I, I don't I don't really see the need for this other than like sort of consolidation of like political cons- mm-hmm. consolidation at home. Yeah. Like like again like china like there's nothing mutually exclusive between the like china and the united states is mutual prospering i don't see why one must fail where the other must succeed i don't see that other than the fact that like constantly making china the boogeyman um, as like some like uh, uniquely bad actor whereas like i don't you don't i don't need to tell you dear listener all the horrible shit that the united states does both at home at home and abroad too people vis-a-vis privacy vis-a-vis human rights all the rest
1: yeah i mean i i think
0: of this like
1: i'm thinking back to like the the how we got like the man on the moon and like the space race and shit um which i think was like i'm glad that we did that and it's cool
0: the fucking cuban missile crisis right almost ended all life on but but
1: it's like but my point of it was just that like the only like the only reason we did that was like in the gl- gr- grander context of like competition with the Soviet Union and it would just be great if we could s- like spend that same money and have that same ambition but without that same reasoning you right. know what I mean like there's 100 there's an alternate reality where you can send a man to the moon you could fuck I don't know make a Mars mission you could like solve like climate change you could, you could do these two things
0: fuck on the moon yeah dude fuck let's have, go have we, we tried got, we that have a,
1: we have a 10 trillion dollar comment here's what here's what i'll <laughs> propose
0: let's have a man a chinese man and, a, and an american man fuck <laughs> <thunk laughs> on the moon and it's live streamed on twitch oh dude can you, you imagine i think both i think we would just dissolve both as countries and become a one <laughs> world government after that
1: one world gay government one yes yes <laughs> one gay government.
0: one gay one gay moon government <laughs> the chimerican gay moon government
1: well, on that... No, I need
0: can, G. Get me G on the line. Get me Biden. Get me G.
1: Jada, can I transition to something a little bit off topic, or okay, do you want yeah. to talk more about in no. this little
0: bit? Go off. Okay. So,
1: we didn't have this on the <laughs> script, and we and apologize for laying this on you, but in light of recent developments, I think we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't mention, like, some of the UFO shit that's been going on recently. Yeah. Um. No, like, not groundbreaking news, but I think, like, I had my brother, my mom, my dad, and a bunch of other people all hit me up because they watched, like, this 60 Minutes um, episode about, sorry, not UFOs, um, UAPs. UAPs. Um, Take it away.
0: Take it away? Uh, Fuck. I mean... Because you you, you follow this more than I do. Not really. I mean, a little bit. UAP, I think, is... um, unmanned air or unidentified aerial phenomenon Phenomena.
1: yeah Clever. Like,
0: it's definitely a fucking psyop and you want to talk about china my position is it's De- definitely one a psyop in the sense that like it's not aliens it's, it's not aliens i oh, guarantee fuck. you it's not aliens it's fucking the united i mean why would the government be like oh guys like hey hey are you are you busy can we just talk to you about yeah so we found out like all of this alien shit and we're going to like really look into it and tell you what's happening so just stay tuned okay are you, are you ready okay yeah we don't know what it is but it's like we can't rule anything out it's like why would they just do that now it's 100% a means of manufacturing consent for just like you know making people fr- uh, scared and afraid and, and and wondering what's out there like right. why would they would just do that for no reason like it's bro right. you're killing my spirit I want it to be aliens, but it's not. Dude. Uh, so,
1: it's, I, to, in a serious level, I think like so. I, <laughs> I think there, like a couple things. could be going China on. Cold this, War.
0: Well, yeah, I think a couple
1: things That's could be on at the is. same time. Where I think the way that it's being framed is yes, that like um, they're inserting this narrative is that we don't know what it is. It could be the Chinese, or it could be something else. Which then makes you like so many people have been like, why aren't we spending more defense right, money on doing exactly. this? However. I'm leaving open the possibility and and like I'm completely cards on the table. Don't listen to me because I'm really biased because the one thing I want more than anything else before I die is to have evidence of aliens. So don't listen to me. But you could have a situation where it's like they are aliens, but then the U.S. still crafts a narrative of like, is it China? Because they can use that to their benefit to like um, bolster cold Yeah, maybe, maybe. I want it to be aliens, bro.
0: I want it to be aliens too, but I really think it's not. I mean, we, nothing good. Joe happens Rogan says world. it's
1: it might be alien probes, meaning like like alien drones hmm. that are like um not actually aliens in it, but like they have like a like a, a Does a the government know
0: this? Has the government been told that Joe about Joe's <laughs> incisive analysis?
1: Well, you know what's funny um, is that like apparently, apparently Trump, like in the COVID relief act, inserted a clause that like by this month june the u.s government had to release all unclassified information a report about ufos um so we're I've, gonna get something i don't soon. know if
0: that, he also said when he was running that he was going to declassify the jfk shit and then he never did that
1: <laughs> but i mean this is in it's law like it's in is it actually yes law? it was part of the so are we the, the cares act Supposedly this month we get a report.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, that's a great reason for you to tune in next time. <laughs> we? Uh, when we finally get our hands on the documents, folks. <laughs> we get to put these fucking goblins to rest, alright? We're going to figure out uh, <laughs> yeah, who's fucking flitting around our airspace. Um, alright, um, we'll, we'll, we will absolutely check in on that. But I guess until next time, we can probably sign off. would you say, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. All right, I'll uh, sign off into my flying saucer yeah
0: mac's getting into the cockpit to just astral project (laughs) (laughs) into uh his tic-tac so he can uh um bother uh pilots off of the coast of san diego yeah um i'm just gonna go home but (laughs) i wish mac the best um all right listener uh thanks mac it's been a pleasure see you next time of course see Uh, ya peace